Last night, the Northfield City Council held their first uh, City Council meeting, regular meeting of uh, November, and we have joining us the uh, Mayor of Northfield and City Administrator, Rhonda Pownell and Ben Mardig. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming down. Yeah. Is that your bike out there, Ben? <laughs> yeah. I'm sharing my car with my 16-year-old now, and they have pre-school uh, activities with Ben this morning, so I'm biking in this cold, brisk morning. <laughs> can, now, can't your kid uh, carry their tuba on the bike? Or <laughs> yeah, trombone player, so yeah, it'll be a little tough. No, so. okay, right. And I need the exercise, so yeah, okay. it's a win-win. All right. Uh, last night you had a yeah, council meeting, the first one of November. I want to start off, yesterday we had in uh, Sam Temple from uh, Northfield Public Broadcasting, and he uh, talked about giving a uh, uh, update on what they're doing, their yearly presentation. Uh, how did it turn out? Great. It was really fun to actually to have both Sam Temple and Kara Trigazette, uh there with us last night giving us an update. Really, they are two of our primary people within our communications department, and they did a fantastic job. Uh, Sam has been doing a significant amount of work, really jump-starting our own Norfield Public Broadcasting. Previously, we had contracted it it out. Mm -hmm. I think it's safe to say that. And Sam has brought such a fresh uh, voice to it and really working hard to expand and make that more widely available to the general public, as well as making people not only viewers, but for people to be able to submit content. And uh, that is out there. And uh, just encourage people, if you're watching either one of those cable channels, Mm -hmm. know that you can help produce that content. So... It's just a really wonderful way to uh, put more of a focus and get more information out there to the people that live right here, Mm -hmm. you know, that are maybe, and especially during COVID times, if people are homebound, right? Or, you know, to be able to watch your son or daughter play a game or something. You can check it out online, too. Yeah. They have uh, all those videos posted on the uh, website as well. Yeah. Anything else uh, on the presentations that you would like to mention? I would just say with regards to Kara being there, Kara really talked a little bit about our new city app, which is available for download at the App Store for iPhone and the Android. You can watch live stream and Recordings of city meetings, access library resources, report a concern, pay your utility bill or building permit online. And so just encourage people to check that out. We're all walking around with our phones right now, and it's handy. If you see a concern, you can just go on that app and report it right there in the moment. So just really trying to make it uh, easier for people to access Mm -hmm. what they need from the city. That's great. I like that idea. If I had my telephone with me right now i would uh, download that thing right at this moment that's uh, some interesting stuff let's uh let's move on to the uh the meeting then the regular agenda uh the craywood development and uh, zoning for that was uh, a big topic the first couple of items on the uh, regular agenda let's uh, talk about the actions what was uh what was requested the considered by the uh, uh by the council and the actions you took Yeah, that was a second reading of Ordinance 1028, I believe, if I got that number right. Just rezoning, making uh, as part of the Paulson project or property over there, a portion, the majority of the land is zoned already into. And so this was really just a cleanup of that. There's a small parcel over there that was zoned N1, and so this was just cleaning that up so that the zoning was all the same. That was the part they bought from the school, that little strip uh, out front, I think? No, it's the piece of property where the house sits on that one. Oh, okay. 
probably uh, my notes here are wrong, but uh, we we had last meeting the we had a vote on the first reading of that, as the mayor said, and uh, we did have one councilor who's been abstaining through the project due to a conflict of interest, and another one who had voted no on it the last time. So sometimes these second readings are put on the consent agenda, but for that reason, they were uh, put on the regular agenda last evening, mm -hmm. and uh, along with the summary ordinance related to that. Yeah. So the uh, yeah, so it's a cleanup of a parcel basically to match the two up. Um, uh, so it's. Um, along the um excuse me it is along the north side there of that um it's that home site mm -hmm. along the sliver parcel along the north side of the property so that leaves it uh, the next step in the process will be to uh negotiate with the tiff uh with the developers for the tiff is that correct yes so the rezoning was that was two agenda items but then our public hearing really dealt with the tiff mm -hmm. and so we had a listening session heard a presentation from our financial advisors and our economic development coordinator uh, nate carlson nick anha is with ellers and so they really gave some additional background for the council answered questions from the council uh, we had that opportunity to listen from members of the community that were there uh, for that public hearing portion and then the related action right afterwards the council did take that opportunity and move forward that uh, the TIF plan. Alright so the TIF that, the financing of the TIF that still has to be negotiated is that yes. correct with the developer is that is that what you're working on or will be working on in the uh, near future? Can yeah. I, can I just say TIF plan, <laughs> TIF district development district i was like <laughs> i know alphabet soup what is what and really making sense of it which was why it was really helpful that they were there last night and mm -hmm. so i'll let ben take it away because he can provide all that clarity right yeah these are all state statutes and it's uh pretty complex language it's yeah, i would say it's one of the most complex issues related to regulation of yeah. of property taxes and the this these tools to incentivize that and it's really kind of intentional as the state's placed a lot of restrictions around the use yeah. of this tool. And I think a lot of that then results in kind of a lot of technicalities <laughs> with it on the backside. But um, so you're right. This is um, this is really one step. It's probably more of a technical thing that basically lays the ability by setting up this kind of designated area to be able to be used where tax increment financing could be used for. So basically, mm -hmm. if they if this project were to get approved and be constructed, the they pay basically their property tax bill and like 90% of that with a defined maximum they could collect over a number of years if they meet the requirements the council would lay out in a future agreement with them to include affordable housing because that's one of the statutory minimums they require. This is really a tool being offered to require that um, affordable units are included in the project <laughs> along with uh, other conditions the city would have uh, around the development standards of it. So I would say that's the meat of it that comes later is okay. really that's the main course to talk about the development agreement and all of the details with mm -hmm. that. But there is there is a lot of important issues with this too and it was a long agenda item with a lot of good questions of the council uh, along the way related to uh, to the to last night's public hearing around the uh, the district. Now, Rich and I were talking uh, last hour about this, and uh, mm -hmm. the council's got a busy time, of course, coming up the le next really about a month and a half, about five, six weeks or so. I know the developers would like to, to, to get things in place to, to break ground uh, by this spring. Is that, are you, are you good? Will this be picked up again in 2022? Are you going to wait to after the first of the year? Where, when uh, do you think the next step uh, will come to the uh, council level? That wasn't in the that we don't know yet. Okay. Um, I would say 
that um, you know we have one meeting in December. Uh, we're on track with this project, so I think okay. you know the. I, I'm not concerned from that standpoint. Maybe the December meeting, I would say unlikely, but more likely January, January. is probably when we'll hit it because we're we're really on the staff side of things, working on the the details of that agreement getting structured, and then we heard feedback from the council last night mm-hmm. too that informs the staff on some of the things to be working with the developer on around some of the things we think we heard from them that the, mm-hmm. that they've heard with the project from the public and that there's interest to have incorporated with mm-hmm. it. And we we hope to be able to incorporate those and explore those things that we heard from the council last night. So okay. I feel confident this is, um, it's on track. On track. Um, this is a normal part of the process and uh, the developer was there too. So they got to hear and see it firsthand. All right, yeah. let's move on. Uh, let's talk about the budget. Uh, another big thing last night was uh, the preliminary budget and levy for uh, a presentation at a public hearing on December the 7th. You're getting closer to finalizing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 11.4% uh, tax levy increase, something along that line, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But that is not, uh, that's not written in stone yet. Do I have that correct? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Not written in stone, but uh, there was that opportunity for the council to give a little bit firmer, I would say, guidance to our city staff so that they know um, how to go about preparing that final piece of information and final direction for the council on December 7th. So the council uh, moved forward. Option A, which included uh, the all of the staffing requests that had been before the council, which includes a new police officer, a full-time Spanish interpretation, communication staff person, an engineering tech, and uh, two community development staff people, a horticulturist. There's just a lot we still have. It's amazing. You, you think over my past 12 years, I know that it seems like we're adding a lot of staff. Well, there's been a lot of holes that needed to be filled over the years just because we've been, we were stagnant, I would say, for a long time. And so really trying to make sure that we're setting up our city as a whole and equipping our organization to be able to care for the needs of our community and be able to keep pace with, I would say, the expectations that our community members have for public, for receiving services in the city. And so primarily a lot of our budgetary increase have been centered around those uh, staffing requests. And the council affirmed again last night, um, support for all of those staffing requests as part of the budget. Now, that 11, I think it's 11.6% was the recommendation last night. That utilizes some American Recovery ARP dollars uh, that uh, the council really sought to see, you know, is there a way that we can get this preliminary levy, which was originally 15%, down to something that's a little bit more manageable? Now, manageable can be subjective in uh, some people's viewpoint but I think the council is moving in the right direction again just really important that we have adequate staffing to be able to take care of the needs of our community and move us forward do I so I have this correct uh, the that all the staffing requests were approved last night so this is um uh, I wouldn't say it was all the staff the staffing that the council's been discussing in mm-hmm. recent uh, budget yeah. discussions. And again, last night was a direction related to what what version to present to the public related to the intended one. Mm-hmm. So the council ultimately ad- ad- would adopt that after hearing from the public at the public hearing. Um, but yes, generally it would include that um, uh, those positions that that the council's been 
kind of looking at more narrowly here later in the process. That was actually one of the discussions was, do you, do you add a, a few every year, a couple every year? Do you do half now, half next year? Or do you just kind of go, let's, let's go all in and then have more stability um, on future changes in the future with this? And so those were some of the discussions, too, that the council had that they'll need to weigh in on as they kind of move into the final, final adoption. And the mayor hit on it, too. There's been a lot of sensitivity. The, the mayor's been vocal and other council people, too, that they are also sensitive to the property taxes. And one of the investments they said is, as the mayor talked about stagnation, it's really kind of about that commercial and industrial area in particular to help keep the rate of taxes down. Um, we we haven't seen a lot of growth in Northfield over recent history um, related to to commercial and industrial tax base growth. And so I think that's also where the where we had a couple community development positions uh, looking really focusing on how do we move that forward? How do we find, how can we attract businesses and grow our businesses that, that fit our values in our community uh, and do it in a smart way? And um, the council knows that part of that equation means you got to have the staff time to be able to do some of that, uh, some of that work too. So um, I think that, that comprehensively looking at that, that it's not just the spending side. We also need to look at how can we kind of, how can we grow some of that base? Because if you look at the numbers, we're actually low on our city tax levy comparatively. Now this will, will move us up a little bit if the council were to go to that full amount. But again, on our tax base side, uh, we're on the lower end of some of our comparables. So how do we kind of move that needle? All right. All right. Let's move on. Uh, the uh, last thing was uh, the Park and Rec's uh, capital investment plan. What ran was... out of time on that. Oh, did you? We did. <laughs> but we did talk about the sustainable building policy. Okay. That was really kind of our, our last item that the council mm-hmm. took up last night. And that that has been um, just a... I don't know, maybe Ben, if you would wanted to talk about that, because you, on the staffing side and working with CEEE on that, uh, many cities have sustainable building policies in place. And it's really a, just a, a great tool to ensure that we're putting, when uh, multifamily or commercial industrial, when there is a financial ask of over $300,000 to the city, that is what would be the trigger for the sustainable building policy. And there would be a potential collaboration with uh, some other cities up in the metro that would really be working. We would be working in collaboration together uh, to really see this program fulfilled. And ask of over $300,000 from the, the city. What, what, I, I, I guess I didn't follow that part. What oh. would they be, why would they be asking for $300,000 for the city? So an example was last night any of our TIF. Okay, okay. <laughs> Right, and so last night there was a TIF request of one point eight million for a mm-hmm. project of seventeen to eighteen million dollars. Right, we've had the crossings, we've had Fifth Street lofts, uh, Aurora Pharmaceuticals. Uh, those are just a few of them. Uh, that, if I remember from the list that was in our council packet, that over the years that there's been a financial request back to the city for some sort of financial assistance Mm -hmm. to help them accomplish their project okay all right okay anything else that you would i don't think so that related to that policy too that'll be coming back that was kind of an initial review of the council there's been a lot of engagement of our boards and commissions as well as the public including 
developers and builders with that too. So that'll be coming back in the future as well to consider putting that policy uh, in, into place related to when the city offers those financing uh, incentives related to development that those will be tied to that. So that one will be coming back in the future. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. And we will uh, look forward to talking to you uh, next week. Is just a work session. Is that yeah. correct? Or are you going to have a regular meeting attached to that? What do you mean just a work session? It's important work we're doing here. No actions taken, but a lot, a lot on the agenda. So I think we have... Seven, six, seven items or something, I think, yeah. next week. So. I think you mean, Jeff, I won't be sailing in here at the last minute to slide into my chair with 20 seconds to spare before we go on the air, you mean? Yeah, yes, that's right. Exactly. That will just be Mr. Martek. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming today. We certainly yeah, appreciate it. We'll talk you. to you in a couple of weeks. Okay. Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Martig. News with a side of sports. Tim coming up in just a moment or so. Before that, Rich has a, a news update. Here's the latest from around the state with m and